Today's daf is daf yud gimel, and we begin a line down. I think Rabbanan de Kisrin Namin, the Rabbanan of Kesaria Kisrin. Sorry, um, they explained as follows: Katne of de kochavim, the ketanim, the miners of the of of de kochavim, the chaylotav shel nebuchadnezzar. The chaylotav shel nebuchadnezzar. Rabbi Chaim explains these chaylim. They they were enforced. They were by kafa alehem lelech lemelchama, meaning they didn't willingly want to go to war, but they were compelled to do so. We say lo chayim. Lo chayin means lo lamaba, velo nindonim alehem. Sorry, no nindonim, but they're not judged. Meaning, they're not. It sounds like they're not accountable. They're not uh, judged for necessarily what they did. Valehem omer and says, and referring to them, it says v'yashnu shnat olam velo yakitzu. It says by them they'll sleep an eternal slumber and they won't awaken. So lo chayim alaba and lo danim. So it says me'ematay katne Yisrael chayin. So what time do from what point do we say that katne Yisrael, meaning the young children of Israel, they are Chayin. Now, what is Chayin? Reb Chaim says Chayin means it gets a chelak olalamaba because there's Kol Yisrael and Yeshlam chelak olalamaba. So, at what point do we say that they're considered Kol Yisrael the Yeshlam chelak olalamaba? It's literally interesting that the Marafulda says when he says Chayin, it refers to Chiyat Ametim. Okay, so maybe, maybe they're two different things. I'm not sure. So, Reb Chia Baruch. One sec, one second, please. Where, where are we? I, I didn't note it, and I have it. It's complete. I have two columns on a page, and. Don't have the Mishnah is next to the Gemara. Where, where are we, please? Exactly. We're on, on the Vilna print run Yun Gibel. I'm not sure what to put, uh, uh, you have, what to put you have. So we're just before, maybe I'm guessing on yours, maybe about 10 lines from the next beginning, of the next Perak. I'm five lines now. He's got a different Surat Yeah, yeah. I have two. You see Banashuach? That's the next Perak. Well, I have three prokim in my on my blood. Yeah, what? I have three prokim on my blood. So the benot shuach is uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So go up about ten lines. I'm guessing. I don't know how many lines up. Yeah, and then where did you start? Sorry. So we started from Rabbanan de Kisrin. Now we're at Rab Chia Ruba Rabbi Shimon Berebi So the question is, Mekatni Israel, Meimatai Katni Israel Chayin. Okay, when did they get either? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. I'll find it. So, um, Reb Chia Rub of Reb Shimon Berebi says, Chadma Meshiyah Yivaldu, once they're born, Chadma Meshiyah Dabu, meaning when they speak. Mana Meshiyah Valdu from the time that they're born. He says, Ve'avoyva Gidu Tzitko La'am Nolad Kiasa. Meaning, the reference to the Am Nolad, that is simply born, they avoyva a Gidu Tzitko, that they come and, and give the praise of Kaddish Baruch Hu. Oman da Am Meshiyah Dabu, what's that based on? It says, because it says, Zera Yovdenu Yesupar Lashem Lador, as in it's a reference to speech. Stanish Bishere Rebbe Meir says, Mishuhu Yodela not Amen, only from the time that he knows how to respond Amen in Shul. My time, what's the reason? Because it says, Patru Sham Yavog Goit Sadik, Shomer Emunim. And we know it says, Shomer Emunim, Alkra Emunim El Amenim. The ones I can say, Amunim, that says, Yavog Goit Sadik, if you like. Taman Amri. Mishimolu, once I get once I receive the Brit Milah, because in the Sate Amecha Afuna. So Ema, Ema refers to the uh, the Marafulda says Amecha means Yiratcha, meaning your fear, that's with the Mitzvat Mila. I'm not sure exactly how that works, but it seems to be a reference here to the Mitzvat Mila to understand it. Rabbana Dahachri, Rabbana here says, no, Amri Mishioldu, once they're even born. Because it says, Vulitzion Yomar Ish Ish Yuladba, Vuyochanane Alion. Again, the reference to being born in the Pasuk. Rabbalaza or Mera, Filu Nefalim, even those that are Nefalim, meaning they're even, they, they, they miscarried, they still be Zoyhir. My time, because it says, it says, Ulanatsure Yisrael Hashiv. 
when the serious relationship, meaning those simply, even those are just formed, even if they didn't go a proper pregnant, full pregnancy, they are those that are lahashiv. Okay, that is brings us to the end of the fourth parak Hadranalach Barishona. Now let's have a look at the next case. But not shuach, but not shuach are these. Um, it's a type of mintainim, uh, like a white fig. And it says the Shvit Shalahem. Their Shvit is not actually in the second year of the Shemitah cycle. Because it takes them three years from blossoming to start ripening, to, to, to ripen. So therefore, all the things we're talking about cutting trees and the like, the limitations, actually apply in the second year of the Shemitah cycle. Rabbi Yehuda says, this is another type of fruit. This is another type of fig that takes two years rather than one year from blossoming to ripening. It says that we say, it says that might, it's not what you're saying. However, the, 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 the tradition we have is only referring to the net shuach that have a different shmita year than one would expect. So now we explain, what are these benot shuach? And we says piti raya. Now, Pitraya, we've already explained, we've already explained what these are, but not Shuach, they're a type of white fig. So, when the Mishnah says, they take three years to go, does that mean they only produce every three years? Or does it mean that they produce every year, it just, it's, uh, it takes three years from blossoming to ripen? So we say, um, the Gemara says, no, you get new, you get new figs every single year. But it takes three years to ripen. So we say, Kate's that or develop. So the question is, Kate, if every year in your tree you've got a mix of crossing a number of different uh, years, what are you meant to do? So Rabbi Yonah says, no. Because again, why is it important? Because by trees, normally we go by blossoming. So in other words, in the Shemitah year, you go out and see which, which are the ones are blossoming, and you tie little red rings around, strings around it, and you know those are the ones that have Kedushet Shviz. Whereas Tanish Mol says, Tochavalav Kisam, another way, uh, solution is you simply stick in a little uh, toothpick into them, and that would be the Simon. And it's those ones that you can identify the ones of Kedushet Shviz. Okay. So Tani Rabbi Shimon Begam Now here, I want to share a screen, otherwise you're going to get lost in the detail. Um, it's just more of a reference point, not that it's uh, not that the, the chart helps particularly with the understanding. So we'll just so we don't get lost as we go. We have a discussion in terms of Ilan. How do we determine its year? In other words, importantly for Kedusha Shvis and also for Maestro as well. So we say, Rabbi Shimon Gamas says, Ilan shechanat korem chamisha asar b'shvat mitaser l'shavar l'chav shav chamisa shvat mitaser l'avo. So what we'll see, the reason why I've got two different columns here is there's two different important things. One is what's the development of the tree that's important, at what stage of its development is important, and also what time of the year is it important that determines it. It's important for the shnat ma'aser. It's important to know, firstly, we have to look at its blossoming. When did it, That's the phenomenon we're looking for. And at what time did it blossom in terms of is it before or after Tubishva? So Rosh Hashanah and Anod here, Tubishvat, that's for Noah's of Shemitah, and it's Chanata. Okay? Tana Amr Nechemia. Rabbi Nechemia says as follows. He says, When do we say this? Bilan, that what? Shuhu Osesh Tegranot. That's when referring to a tree that produces twice a year. Okay? It produces two times in a year. However, Aval Bilan Shu Osegor Nechad, if you've got a tree that only produces once, then we say, Kagon Zaitim, Vetmarim, olives, and Tmarim and dates. The Charavim and Caribs, even if they even if they blossom before Tubishvat, we say Hariim Kelatid Lavo. We still treat it as if it is 
the next years. Now, why is that? So, because important to understand here is according to Rabbi Nechemia, if it's if it's uh, if it's uh, Goren, um, if it's Goren Echad, then we say it is goes by Lekita, not by Chanata. Meaning, when it's picked and not when it's blossomed, but still the Rosh Hashanah. The critical point is which side of Tubishvat it is. Okay, that's why that's that's where we understand Rabbi Nechemia at the moment. So the Gemara says, Am Rabbi Yochanan Nahu Bacharuvim Rabbi Nechemia. When it comes to Caribs. We seem to be no heg like Rebbe Nechemia. Now, Rebbe Nechemia, if you recall, we just said, Rebbe Nechemia, because you go, why? By what? By Lekita. And it's, if it was picked before or after Tu Bishvat, well, generally it was, will be picked after Tu Bishvat, so that will be always the level. I mean, it's considered the next is or the current year, whatever. Um, so it's forward, not back. So, uh, however, Meitiv Reb Shimon, Reb Shimon Kamei Reb Yochanan. This is important, Reb Shimon Lakish Reb Yochanan, for later on. Hataninim, one second, we saw, but not Shuach. Shvich Elem Shnia, Shenosot Lashloshanim. We said, but by Shuach, it goes by what? It seems to go by um, that it's Shvich Elem is Shloshanim, three years later. So, Al Datcha, Maasu Beshvit, you Shvit, sorry, Mashasu Beshvit, Yeshvit. In other words, what it seems to be here, he says, one second, if you're going by Lakita for Charuvim, then isn't it just simply whatever's picked during Shemitah, that is Kedusha Shviz? But it seems to be from our Mishnah, that's not the case. It seems to be from our Mishnah, what the Mishnah says, that the Shviz Shlehem is Shanashnia, because you go by what? The blossoming, not the Lakita. Okay. Um, so, in other words, once again, so I'll just read Chaim. It says, "Kevin, they not shuach or sim goren echad b'shana. They don't produce once a year. Nazel batar behum batar lakita. Go by lakita. So it doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter. In other words, you can't say that the shvit. If it's going batar lakita, you can't say that the it's shvit shleim is two years down the track because that's not the shmita year. It's when you pick it. So and it says behum makabel minay." And Reb Shimon, Reb Yochanan, in this case, and Reb Yochanan was Makabel this, that it seems to be that, that we're not Noheg, like Rabbi Nechemia. So the Gemara says, Amar Abun Bar Kahana, but to me, I don't understand. Ana heyach u motiv Reb Shimon kamei Reb Yochanan. How was that such a good kash that Reb Shimon said for Reb Yochanan? Vu Makabel inei, and he was able to respond. Viativna, Ana, I would have responded, you're bringing me a case, I was talking about Cheruvin. And you're responding with Benot Shuach. I'm saying a minag, and you say like halacha. And, you, and, and I mean, people are just noheg that way. And you're bringing me halachas like that. But maybe there's noheg and the halachas not like that. I, I was saying Rebbe Nechemia. I was Mepharish Rebbe Nechemia's shita. And you're bringing me shita to Rabbanan and the Mishnah. Because again, the shita to Rabbanan that says you go back Hanata. It seems to be go back Hanata. And it's after three years. Ella, it must be the what? He charuvin, he banot shuach, he minhag, he halacha, he rem nechemia, he rabbanan. Now, importantly, what that all means is the rem in a nutshell, is rem nechemia is not cholek on the chachamim. Rem nechemia must be mefarish the chachamim. In other words, he said, I'm, bringing, I'm talking about nechemia, why bring kashar rabbanan? So it must be that what? That there were, that, that it must be Rabbi Nechemia, the way that I understand in, in, in the discussion with, with Rabbi Yochanan and, and uh, Rish Lakish, that Rabbi Nechemia is coming mefarish. That's why it was a good question that Rabbi, that Rabbi Yochanan was masking at the end of the day. Okay. Um, I'll just read Rechaim. 
The fact that he didn't respond that why you bring me cash from this, I could have responded that he halach, you know, this, I'm bringing, I'm bringing minhag, he was saying halacha, I was talking about rechem, you're talking about rechachamim. They're both the same. And it sounds like everyone is nohel rebechem, but olen elot, shosu goranachat b'shana. at that stage. Therefore, no, but now it's saying now now it's saying the noh what the people were noheg like is consistent with halacha. That's what it's saying. Don't you can't in other words, don't don't try and fob, like don't try to reject by saying I was saying nahagu, but you're saying halacha. No, they're they they were consistent with one another, which is I think what you're you intuitively felt should be. Is that is that common simply to you know to to record when the minig was again not like the halacha? Um I don't recall sure. seeing that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I'm just trying to think. No, nothing comes to mind immediately. Every Israel have something, have a have an opinion on this. I'm not sure. But let's continue. So Taman Amrin, it says, Ilan Shachana Kodam Roshana, Shall Ola Mitasela Shavar. Now where Taman means, now we've got in Bavel. Bavel has a different understanding of Shidra Nechemya. We said Shidra Nechemya Bagoranachad was it's Lakita and by Tubishvat. Now we've got there that understand that what? It's Hanata, meaning in other words, Rabbi Nehemia maintained Hanata, but he didn't. In other words, what do we see before? We saw, if you look at the chart, Rabbi Nehemia was Goranachad, he changed one parameter, which was he switched from Hanata to Lakita. In Babel, it sounded like they understood that no, he kept Hanata, but he switched a different parameter. This, the primary switch was from Tubishvat to Rosh Hashanah. Okay? That, in other words, the year when Hanata is, his critical point is, is it before after Rosh Hashanah, not later on in the year is it, is it to Bishva. So it's, let's, I'll read inside again. Okay. Say says, one second, Haruvim. When it comes to Caribs, we find that they, they actually start blossoming before Rosh Hashanah of Olam. Nonetheless, we treat them like the next year's Crop, meaning by for myself for shviz, So the answer, the Gemara responds that that's not a kasha. Why? Now, if you recall, we said that when it's a carob tree, it's not when it first has a blossom. It's only when it starts weighing down in the trees and looks like a shoshelet and starts weighing down, which is later on in the development. That's its that's its time of chanata, and that always happens after Rosh Hashanah. So that's not a kasha anymore. Now we have another sheet. This is Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi says, Now, what's interesting here is he changes a number of things. Firstly, his, his point in time that's important is Rosh Hashanah. Secondly, he says, by trees, it's actually a shlish, a shlish of its development, a bit like we've seen by crop, by, by other grains. Sometimes the years are a bit dark, in, in meaning that and things will develop as a, as a result later on. And then what? And, the, and they're only going to ripen after Rosh Hashanah. But nonetheless, we still treat them as Himitasot Lashavar. But nonetheless, the, the mice is from the, from the previous year. He's talking about 
Tmarim. So I'm Reb Zira, lo min date who, in other words, Reb Zira says, lo min date have Reb Yasi Amar Hadamilta. The Reb Yasi wasn't saying this of his own shita. He seemed to be concluding this from the machlok that we saw above, min hadad Reb Yochanan Reish Lakish. The machlok we saw previously, Reb Yochanan Reish Lakish. Now, what's interesting here is, um, so what? So the Rosh Cerulea says, lo milibo haya omer ken ki heich dinach shodal kula peirot. Don't think he was saying this is a general for all peirot. Rather, this has got to the asikna because there we saw Yochanan was shatak the kabel. And that machlok at that discussion was only regarding what? In other words, the gabe charovim who the and Rabbi Yossi was saying that I know charovim are treated differently as a result of the machloket. So don't stop bringing me kashas from Tamarim because Rabbi Yossi wasn't making this rule of Shlish and Rosh Hashanah as a general thing. No, he was only talking about the case of Charovim. So they're saying that when it came to Charovim, when there were no Hegbata Lakikta, by going by its picking and Velo Bata Chanata and not by its blossoming, when was that? Hani Mili, that was only when that's only when they only started reaching a Shish after Rosh Hashanah. When they would bring, when they develop earlier, even In other words, it seemed to be that he makes, brings this chiluk within charovim itself to try and understand as 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 an outcome of the kasher of Shimon previously. Okay, let's have a look at the next shita. Rav Yacha Bar Acha b'Shem Rav Shmuel Bar Abba understands Rav Nechemia differently. He says shlish kodem. He says firstly, he says shlish is important. In other words, he keeps to Bishvat as a critical point, but switches it to Shlish, like as opposed to Lakita and Chanata. So Amr that makes sense. Why we know etrog is one of the very interesting fruits that we say that um, it's a akarato, akartachanato, velo akartashnato, which no, no, so I have to change the words here. That's right. Uh, well, let me just uh, show you what it says. Um, Reb Chaim, he's got to switch it up. The, it says, the, it says, the, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, I got the right. Akratach anatov al akratach shnato. The can, here we switch, we switch. The can, shlo akratach anato, lo akrash nato. Which means as follows. In other words, we find by etrogim. Etrogim, it says, we, we mentioned in the Mishnah B'Kurim, talks about the fact that it has a shavele yerek and shavele ilan, if you may. It has qualities like a vegetable and like an ilan. And the, the the when it comes to an etrog, because it needs constant watering like a vegetable, like we said that was the indicators before, that even though it's like a tree that it goes by to bishvat, the year of shmita goes by what it's the actual lakita. Okay, so we find there that what happened to look at the last rendition, akrato chanato, velo akrato shnato, meaning that you change the mice that defines it. Mean akrato chanato. In other words, we don't go by chanata like all for a trees, and you go by the mesa, meaning that you pick it. But despite the fact you've changed that indicator, what lo akrashnato that the shana still stayed. It's still tubishvat by by that drug, right? So so to hear kaan in our case, it says the lo akrashanato, meaning it can be ilani lot. Rab Chaim says sheazlina batar hevat shlish. That you go by Havat Shlish and you don't switch it to Lakita. So Kavachomer, it makes sense also the year would stay in place, meaning you go by 
Tu Bishvat. So just to explain it outside, is it seems to be the, the, the changes we make to etrog is far more disruptive. Meaning the fact that we go by lakita, treat it like, like a vegetable, and don't go by either the blossoming or habachlish, if you want to even say that, then um, that's far more disruptive. And still in that case, we still nonetheless maintain Tu Bishvat as, a, as the, the point in time. So therefore, Ravachas Shita makes sense where you're, that the year shouldn't stay, it shouldn't switch. In other words, it, do, it doesn't make sense like, the, like we saw Rabiasa or, well, kind of Rabiasa, but we saw the, 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 the Bavli's understanding, or not Bavli, Bavel's understanding, you see in the chart, where it's switched to Rosh Hashanah, here where it's kind of still maintaining at a point in development and not at a point of picking, so Kavachomer, it should really still stay to Bishvat as a year. Right? Because again, Etrog is far more disruptive, but it still maintains to Bishvat. So, so to here, when you go by Goranachad, despite the fact we're still moving it, I guess, to a shlish, it should maintain to Bishvat as the time. Okay, I, I hope that's clear. Okay. Uh, Rabun Barchia says, by Ma'ata shlish rishon sheni lavo. If that's the case, I need to stop this now, I don't have the chance anymore. Um, <coughs> Rabun says, by Ma'ata shlish rishon sheni lavo. Which means if that's the case, if Shlish Bishula is considered, gives it a Hashivas of a pre, then maybe you should say the first third should be defined, have, have one status, and the second and the last two thirds should have a status of a different year if it bridges a particular year. So Amarle, no, Shlish Arishon Kashelavo. In other words, no, the, the, what the grammar is trying to address is why is the first Shlish define the entire pre's year? Even though, if you like, a majority, a majority of it is still growing in the next year. Why is it the first three that third defines it? So So what it means is here, since the first third of development takes the most amount of time to actually reach, and then after it reaches a third, then it rapidly develops. We say that really, despite the fact, visibly it looks like it's a minority, in the actual development of the product, a majority has occurred in that first shlish. That's why the first shlish is what defines it. Okay. It sounds like a like an expert farmer type of thing that he was able to uh, give this shot. Why you see as follows: You see, in the first sixty days, um, that you'll see that it will only produce six leaves, but then the next six days after shita you get shita You get sixty leaves, right? And again, again, it takes a long time to get going. But from that point onwards, that, that first third, but the rest of it, it races from there. But so that's why the first third can still define it. Once it's from leaves till pagim, that's most, you know, the smallest unripe development, is 50 days. From there, from the pagim until it starts to novlot of those things that fall off the trees, hashitin novlot. That's uh, well, Rav Chaim says you should have that means that he understands that's actually Havachlish is 50 days. Is another 50 days. Okay, that's how he understands the time frames. You'll see why this is important in a minute. Rebbe Amar, Kulhun, the whole thing's Arabin, Arabim, Yomin, 40 and 40 altogether, it's 80. Okay, he says from for leaves to Pagim is 40. And then 40 from the Pagin until uh, Yovlot is, uh, so Tainim is 40, sorry. And then from the Pagin until Raip, it's another 40. So 40, 40, 40 is 120, not 80, 120, my mistake. 
However, now the Gemara the Let's say you pick a fig from a tree and it looks right. And you don't know when it did Hanata. So that's why all these timings are so critical. So he says, you don't have to go 120 like Rebbe. You can just count back 100 days. If we go back, whichever ta- side of Tubishvat it's on, we say, we say, you know exactly when Hanata is. It was before or after Tubishvat. So now there's unlike Rebbe who says 120 days, he says you just take one back 100 days because it takes 100 days from Hanata until it's you know ripe and pickable. So Amrulo, Vare Amcha Tivaria. But you by Tiveri and Osim Lashanachat, it takes them a year. So Amar Lehem Vari Mechem, but you by Tsipori and Behen Station, it takes two years. What's interesting here, what's the Gemara doing here? Uh, he says, um, in other words, uh, I'll read Reb Chaim, he says, Velo Mashmal Faresh plugged down by Parsaot, Lekamahen Osim. Um, he says, the Machlok is not a Machlok, what we call in, uh, in the Shivish world, it's not a Machlok of a Metzius. It can't be a Machlokal Metzius because just simply, if they're arguing how long it takes, just go out and do an experiment and, you'll, and it'll be finished, it'll be sorted in a year. Some places they grow in a year, sometimes in two years, and they'll generally go by the rov if you're picking these from a tree. Rather, it seems to be the Machlok, it is what's the rov? In other words, if you've got a stump thing, what, what, what assumption do you make? Okay. Let's continue. Next halacha, tomato luf b'shvis. So someone storing luf. Now luf is like a type of onion. It's not an onion itself. It's like a species of onion. If you, if you, if you, if you, now, how would they store vegetables? They bury them in the ground. But if you're going to bury them in the ground, you don't want to look like you're planting. So what manner can you bury things for storage and not look like you're planting during shmita itself? So Ramirez says lo yifchot misatayim. You can't do less than a satayim's of volume. Ad gova and the height of what you're burying has to be three. Tfachim high, and that's to be tefach afaragabal. Once you do that, it's completely par- it's it's a burrow that the guy's doing it for storage. The chachamim says lo yifchot me arba kavin. No, he says you don't need that time. You can have four kav, and it can be and it has to be a tefach high. Kovat tefach, the tefach afaram, but they agree it has to be tefach soil above it. However, tomorrow you should bury it in a place of drisatam where people will be walking, and that way nothing will start growing out from it. Now the luf it says luf shavra shnat shvit. Now what happens is is that luf can stay on the ground for many years, and every year it starts producing the leaves continue to grow from it. So Rabbi Lazar says. Now what we'll see here is, um, uh, let's, uh, we'll, I'll explain as we go along. Let's continue. Rabbi Lazar Omer lak to anim et alav. If the anim pick the leaves during shmita, then that's fine. Whatever they've picked is theirs because it, it's to the poor. However, im love, if not, if not, you have to do a cheshbonim anim. What's this referring to? Now, if you have to appreciate that leaves themselves um, or food that grow in the ground, shmita produce, you have the problem of what's called beer. Meaning after it's no longer found in the field for animals to eat, it has to be, or beer occurs. So we'll, for the moment, we're going to assume that this is what, this is exactly what it is, but let's assume for the moment it's, he has to go and declare it as being hefker. Now, there's a machloket that, that's behind this machloket in the mission, the Gemara is going to explain soon, is that once he's mafkirat, who can then take it? Is it only Aniyim that can take it? Or can the balabait, as long as he's mafkir in front of three people, can he, can he himself go back and get it? So according to this shita, the first answer, Rebbe Leazar, he says, is that when it comes into the eighth year, that which grew in the eighth year belongs to the balabait. That which grew in the shmita year, well, had beer applied to it, had mafkirat, but he can't be zochit himself, so that really belongs to the Aniyim. 
So therefore, in the eighth year, if he's going to come and take this alim, he has to do a cheshbon, he has to do a, some sort of calculation along with the anim to work out what's a property of the anim, what's, what's his own property. Now, there's a few important points to understand here in the background to make this mission make sense. The first point is we have to assume that since when it comes to virtual goes bata lakita, when it's picked, we have to assume that the person pulled these out of the ground during Shemitah to give that which was at the top of Shriyas and then pull it back in the ground again. Otherwise, if it just endured all the way, if it's Bata Lakita, not, nothing has Kedusha Shviz because it, it goes by when it's picked. That's point number one. Point number two is, you might think, why, why don't we just go by Bittal? And the answer is, yes, we probably do rely on Bittal to say what, that actually the Anim has Kedusha Shviz and that which I'm taking doesn't or, or the like. However, you can't say Bittal by Mammon. The reason why you have to do a Cheshp on the Anim is I can't say that your money fell in mine, so they're Bittal Barov, it's all mine. When it comes to something related, Isurim, you can say Bittal. Maybe you can say Bittal, but you can't say it with Mammon. That's why we say you have to be a Cheshbon, a monetary Cheshbon along with the Maanim and give him what it was probably rightfully his. Okay? Those are the two very important background points to understand this Mishnah. However, if Yeshua says, Im look to Anim, if the Anim take it in a Shemitah, you're fine. If the Lab Lakhtu. Vim Lab, if not, Ain Lanim, Emo Cheshbon, then the Balabai can keep it all. Why? Because Rabbi Shuas of the Shita, the what? He's Choylek and says that after Biur, the Balabai himself is the one that can come and keep it. Okay? Let's continue. It doesn't, in other words, it doesn't have, it doesn't have to be just the Anim. Even Ashirim can come and take it after the year. So therefore, if they didn't come and take it after the year, and they, even if it's a mix of Shemitah and regular, it doesn't make a difference. It's now can all be his anyway. Now, what if you've got Luf that went from Ereshvita into Shemitah? Uh, by the way, we're going to discuss exactly, tomorrow's stuff will raise the issue, if, if, if it's sort of gnawing in the back of your mind about what about Sfichim and all those things, we'll discuss that in tomorrow's stuff. But at the beginning of tomorrow's stuff. But let's continue. So, what about Luf? Some of this onion that went, you actually plant in Shishit. So it's fine. And got to Shemitah. Or, or summer onions. Or this is like, this is a, who has a matter used for dying? That's from eat it from choice fields, it sounds like. Now, the question is, you want to pull them out of the ground during Shemitah, but you don't want to look like you're starting to plow and dig and do Abadat HaKarka. So Beishamah says, Omrim, ma'arufot shel etz. What you should do, you have to take it out of a wooden rake. So that way you can see you do with a shinoi, so people can see when you're extracting them out of the ground, you're not doing Abadat HaKarka. So however, Beit Hillel says, not a problem. You can even do, um, however, he says, you're not, there's no chashash if it looks like you're plowing or doing Abadat HaKarka. You can even take a karadumot shel matecha, you can spades or axes, whatever they are, of of metal. However, modim, they both agree, but poor shall slow it. If this matter is growing in a rocky area where you cannot plant things anyway, then everyone agrees. You can use these um these spades, these these metal spades. You don't need to Now we ask the next question. At what point after Shemitah can one then start what purchasing this luf? Rabbi Huda says miyad. Um, it's actually interesting because. Um, uh, Gemara is going to explain the reason in a minute, but Rechaim at this stage says, because you can assume it's already from the, from the Chadash. However, uh, however, Chachamim says, no, we have to be concerned that maybe this is growing in Shemitah. Yes, you have to wait till the majority of the new crop has already started. The, the, the market's overwhelmed by, if you like, the new crop, and therefore then it'd be safe to start purchasing it. Okay, let's look at the Gemara. Ad kudun luf. That seems to be luf. The shiur we've seen on the mission is luf. What about the What about the onions? So Amr Yona. Who luf? He luf The shear we go by luf in terms of how much you have to, if you want to store in the ground, the volume, the, the depth of it, and the cover, soil top cover, that, that applies equally to luf and betzalim. How we also say, Mistabra betzalim, afilu bachot mikan mutar. 
Dinu Shafin. He says, when it comes to Betzalim, it seems you can even do less than that. Why? Because they are smoother. So what if they're smoother? Reb Chaim says, Shem Chalakim, they're smoother, they're and they're also finer. We need Chakim, and more can fit Biyachad. And therefore, even if, you, if, even if you're going to store in the ground a lesson of satayim, um, then what it, 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 it's quite apparent that you're doing, you're making a pile and you're not planting. Okay, fine. So as I said to you before, is a machluk we have a Mishnah relates to the debate regarding biur. Where the after zman biur, the tanina tamanis is a ani mochli machar biur. That after biur, after the person takes their food and is mafkirat, then who can have it? it according to the Rabbi Yehuda, he says ani mochli machar biur about lo ashirim. That's the Rabbi Yehuda. Whereas Rabbi Yossi says achad anim vechad ashirim. Whether it's the wealthy, whether it's the poor, mochli machar biur, meaning that even the balabait can go out and mafkir in front of three people, and he himself can go and collect it straight away after. So that's exactly the machlok we find aligns with our Mishnah. That's, Yeshua, that's what we are knowing. That's what we are knowing. Okay. If you're mafkir it in front of three people, you can take it back. Okay. The grape juice, what we always did. Uh huh. Okay. So, but, but importantly, that seems to, 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 as I explained already in the Mishnah, that debate is what's behind if you have to, with this luf in the Shach minute, whether you have to ask Cheshmoni men or not. If you say the Ashir can't be Zoichet, then the component from the Shemitah here really belongs to Anim. You have to say a That was Shiv Rebbe Yezer. So Rebbe Yezer is like Rebbe Yehuda. And Rebbe Yehuda Re, says, no, the Balabai can keep it all is because the Balabai can be Zoycher after beer. And he holds clearly like, as we said, Rebbe Yossi in this Mishnah, that a Hananim, a Hadashim, a Chlim, a Okay. That's it. Great. Have a good, good day. Kultuf.